Maybe I might not even know what's happening, but you recognize something's going on for me. And you're like, hey, can I have what's there? Will you share it with me? This This is the Connecting Couples Podcast with The Real Emhoffs. Hi, I'm Chad Emhoff. And I'm Angela Emhoff. And we're in our What We Wish We Knew series discussing things that it would have been nice to know way back at the beginning when we were dating, but there's no time like the present to dive back into some of these issues, bring them up so we can have awareness around them and have good conversations with our partner. And so in this specific episode, we're going to talk about another acrostic. We did one last episode. In this episode, we're going to do another one. These are based on EFT, that's Emotionally Focused Therapy, where we really want to bring awareness around what is happening for us emotionally, and then hopefully hopefully so we can share it and our partner can respond to it. And so the acrostic we're going to talk about today is A-R-E, which stands for R, are you there for me? Now that I've done last episode's connect point and I have an awareness around what's happening in my body, I want to actually share it with Chad. But there's a risk involved if I don't know if Chad's going to be able to respond to it. The, The example we gave is me having anxiety about which stove to choose. I bring it to him and the hard part is if he's dysregulated and I'm dysregulated, I'm like, I'm worried about the stove. And he's like, I don't have time to think about the stove. I'm something else. Now, Chad and I have a secure enough relationship that I know he's going to come back and catch that. And so there are some kind of tricks to this process. But the hope is that if I have something really heavy or I have something that I really need to process with him, I can trust because we have a secure relationship that he is going to be accessible, that he is going to be responsive, and that he is going to be engaged in my process. Man, that's the hope in a healthy relationship. Yeah, and I think that's really what we're all after. When you set out to find a mate or to find somebody to be a partner in life, we're really looking for for somebody that is that, that's accessible, that responds when we need them. When we call, you'll answer and, and come to me and you'll be engaged in the moments not just the good moments, but the moments when I need you, the yeah. moments that, that maybe I'm in distress. And so when you think about ARE, it's really kind of the model for relationship. Relationship in some ways isn't that tricky. If I'm in need and I call out and you respond to me, my wife responds to me and comforts me, meets that need, right, then I feel then better we're doing and, it right. and she is engaged yeah. and, and, and I get that response that I need. Man, things work. Yeah. Things work really well. But, but when I don't have ARE, when she isn't accessible, responsive, and engaged, or I'm not accessible, oh. responsive, or engaged, man, that's where all the kind of struggles that marriage has or that relationships have, um, that's where they come from. Yeah, for sure. If we get this ARE thing right, it really is kind of a foundation that everything else flows from. You know, I think back to, it's hard for me not to do this, but Chad and I share vulnerably that we were both married before we come from relationships that failed. And I think about myself in that first marriage that I was in, I had no concept of this. Like I feel like both parties in my first marriage had definitely some things that they could have done a little bit differently there. But if I'm the pursuer, which was my tendency, and my ex-husband a withdrawer, I did not have an awareness of being able to respond if he ever needed something. That's just not the way our relationship was set up. And sadly, super distressing for the majority of it. Obviously, it ended and 
and there was a lot of hurt and pain caused in it. And I think about so many people that we step into their marriage during distress or we step into their lives and try to help them process. This is such a key that I think is missing in so many relationships. And it's hard, I think, to pitch when it's never been basically done or shown. I mean, if I think about my mom and dad, I know they love each other. I know they show up for each other, but in such a different way than I imagined it would be in my own relationship. And so I had nothing to kind of go off, like what am I supposed to do in this and what do you really need from me? Such a new awareness for me to go, when you're in a hard place, I can be there with you. I mean, I shared a few episodes ago that sadness is something we did in private. And this concept, accessible, responsive, and engaged, says don't go do sadness in private. Share it with me and let me be there with you in it and let me comfort you in some of that. Yeah. What? Well, (laughs) and maybe I will someday. But (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I didn't get a lot of training around that either. Um, And and certainly not about being vulnerable, right? This all, all of this relationship stuff takes the ability to be engaged and to kind of share. Uh, what we were leading into earlier in the, in the previous episode, which is like, can I be aware of my process so that I can let you into it? That really is the idea of accessible. Yeah. I am somebody that um, I, I have access not only to myself, but I, I can also access you if I need you and know that you'll you'll be there for yeah. me. Yeah. I think the thing about accessibility that I want to just make a side note about is that Chad, let's say he works a job where he goes, he's a marriage and family therapist, he goes and he sees client after client after client. And so on a full day, he'll have, you know, seven to nine clients in a row, and he is not available to take phone calls. If I get a hold of him, it's like for one minute on the hour in between. (laughs) It's not really accessible. And so when I think about what ARE is and what being accessible is, it doesn't necessarily mean... I need you to be available to take every phone call that I give you yeah. because we have an understanding and he knows that if I texted him like a 911 or texted him and said, I desperately need to talk to you. Maybe I'm in a shame trigger. I'm feeling overwhelmed or something's going on with our daughter. He would absolutely drop what he's doing and take my call. There's been a few times he thought it was urgent because I just said, hey, call me real quick. And he takes it and he's like, I'm in the middle of something. What do you need? And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's not urgent. But even those moments make me go, oh, he, he is accessible if I need him. And therefore, if I do have something urgent, I can hold on to it, knowing that when he is actually literally available, he is accessible and I'll be able to talk to him. So it's not just is your partner physically or literally accessible to speak to. But this is even a little bit deeper than that. It's, is he emotionally accessible? If I have something that I need to share with him, is he kind of capable of being able to hear it, understand what I'm trying to say, even kind of go there with me as I try to articulate what's happening? So it's not just... I am present, which is the first part of that accessibility, but also now can I access kind of an emotional part of me to be there for you? Yeah, it's so good what you're saying. I'm actually getting this metaphor in my head of like, if I can't get to the parts and places that I need to, whether it's because I can't go there or whether it's because you won't let me go there, you don't have access to it, that either one of those, there must be a way to get in. I was thinking about our house and like how every house 
for the most part, should anyway, have like those stairs that go into your attic. You pull them down and they fold out and they're, they feel kind of dangerous to me. Maybe that's the <laughs> vulnerability part of it. Maybe this metaphor is really good. But it's like, we can get up there. We can get into these spaces. We can get into the places and look for the wiring or whatever it is that we're looking for, you know, as we're remodeling this old house or this other old house anyway. <laughs> uh, but as we're doing that, I'm like, I have to have access. And, I, and not only access, but I have to like, be able myself to climb up there. So I, there has to be this level of accessibility. So there's kind of two levels to that. It's like, can I get to this spot? And can you, can you show me this spot? I even like that metaphor so much. You just came up with that on the spot. I love how your <laughs> brain works. Because it, we're not saying that that garage door access ladder has to be down the whole time so yeah. we can get up anytime. We like to be able to put that thing away. We can close it. And for the most part, unless we need to access it, you don't even know it's there except for like the string that's hanging down if the string still works. Yeah. And so the idea there is not that I'm just this open emotional book that always is sharing and leading out with my distress or my emotion. Dropping insulation everywhere. But that <laughs> I actually, when needed, can not only access the parts that I need to share or that I don't want to hold alone, but that I can let him in when the time comes. And I love that he even references, it's not only that is he available for me, sometimes it's hard for me to access those deeper parts if I'm really stuck on the surface level feeling, if I'm stuck in the anger, if I'm stuck in the blame, if I'm stuck in the content, and I'm telling him, I don't know what stove, and he's like, wait a minute, this is no longer about the stove, what is it? Deep down, I'm afraid I'm going to make a bad choice and we're going to have spent the money on this thing and you're going to be mad at me or we're going to have regret or all these other things. Those things are what's going on that I need your support in. Not pick a stove because I can't make the decision. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I could talk about all kinds of stuff now. But but I love it, man, because it's not really efficient to, to run wide open. A house doesn't work that way. Our hearts don't work that way. Yeah. We have to be able to, at some point, you know, tuck some of this away and go go be effective in the world and make money and, and live and, and do all the things that we need to do. Um, and so I want to have a part of my heart that, that is accessible that I, and, and, and a way to get a way to get to you, a way to kind of like ask for that need. And so that really kind of takes us to the responsive piece. It's like, if I, if I open this up, if I open up my attic, so to speak, will you respond? Will you go look for, will you spend the time to, to dig through the, the kind of itchy insulation, the messy parts we're of really this. We're really going for this house. I like this metaphor, man, metaphor because, because we're right in the middle of it. Well, it's such but, a but good it, it really does example. fit, man. Yeah. It's like, if, if are you willing to go into these places with yeah. me and respond to what isn't comfortable? It's not comfortable ever. I don't know any addicts that I've ever been in that I was like, oh, this is a good place to be. <laughs> it, just generally they are Except aren't. maybe in late October when it's cool enough up there. Then and... it's tolerable, but I don't even know. <laughs> not in Definitely no, not in August. No, but I'm like... But I really do. I kind of think of it like this. It's like, will I respond? Knowing that this is a job that will need work, that yeah. will be a little uncomfortable, that may not be the most, I don't know, familiar places that I go. I want to dig a little bit, Chad, into your implication. Can yeah. I? Are you going to? Yeah, go, go, go. You can because push Because I me. hear you saying it's not only that I am taking this deep emotion that I've discovered or that I tempt from the last episode. Yeah. I, I figured out my trigger, my emotion. I know the meaning, and now I want to bring it to you. And all I ask of you is that you listen and respond well. 
I don't hear you implying that it's going to be this easy process where you're just arms wide open in a very creed kind of way, well, waiting, right open. waiting for Sorry. me to come to you, Target and then we're going to hug. Yeah. <laughs> I think that what you're kind of implying is that maybe I might not even know what's happening, but you recognize something's going on for me, yeah. and you're like, hey, can I have what's there, will you share it with me? Which for me, even as I say that, feels a little bit intimidating that you're gonna be like, hey, what's going on with you? I can tell there's something. <laughs> because if, if it's flipped and I'm the pursuer and I see something happening for you, and I'm like, hey, I know you're feeling an emotion. Will you let me into that space? I'm really safe. Um, I don't know if that's gonna go. So can you articulate a little bit more about that implication? I do, I want to actually. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's both of those things, whether it's me or you, right? Pursuer or withdrawer. Um, either one of those, it's going to be uncomfortable for me to sit in the angst with you mm. and not disengage, or it's going to be uncomfortable for you to slow down and kind of give space to my not knowing. Yeah. Right. I and took so, a deep breath when he said that, because even as he's saying it, I'm like, oh, it's so true. But I, I think that's, that's the insulation of it all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's the itchy part of this is like, this isn't comfortable, and I'm not sure if this even feels safe yeah. in some ways. You know, it's like, th th it is kind of hard to respond. I heard, oh, and we've got to trust, <laughs> man. We've got to trust each other, and that's why, that's why it's vulnerability. It is. That's why it's vulnerability. You and I recognize, we say this all the time, we're asking you to do, like, ninja moves in relationship. This is not easy stuff. Chad and I not only have been educated in this and trained in this and not teach on it all the time, talk about it, do Done it. Done therapy We with have it. a hard yeah. time with it. It reminds me of this morning. We had a pretty intense conversation on yeah. our side porch where I wanted to share with him a process that I was going through where he had a creative idea and as I shared what I had, the idea I had, he said, oh, I have an idea and kind of got a little bit I do that a lot. more excitable. <laughs> uh, cue sunflower table from our Anatomy of a Fight episode yeah, yeah. where he, in my heart, I feel like he didn't take enough time to validate that I had a good idea and instead he's just dismissing it, minimizing it and then jumping to what he thinks. And so I am there trying to say, hey, when you do this thing, I tried even to not say when you do this thing. I tried to say, I'm feeling anxious because I'm not feeling heard and I feel myself fighting to be heard and it's no longer about the content of what I'm fighting for. It's just the voice. And so here I am trying to go into my, I went through temp, I went through that I'm anxious, I went through what was happening, I try to bring it to him. And a very natural thing, he immediately is like, man, I hate that you're experiencing that. And in his brain, probably it goes like this. I bet if I just explain to you what was actually happening for me and you understand my experience, you'll know that that wasn't my intention. So he immediately goes into his, you know, experience. Have you ever tried to explain your way out of an emotional situation? And so here we are basically like 30 seconds into him trying to now explain his side and I'm like, and hold on, I'm not done yet. You are in the moment triggering me of feeling yeah. dismissed. And then he realized and I realized and, and we had to kind of navigate that conversation a couple times for us to go, wait a minute, time out. 
you have good ideas and I have good ideas and we do this well together. Let's take a deep breath and know we are both anxious about some of these decisions and we work better together. And we both were able to kind of just take a deep breath, slow down. This was, it was messy. It wasn't clean. As a matter of fact, I think at one point our daughter was like, are you guys mad at each other? And we're like, no, no, we're fine. <laughs> well, but that that's what I'm saying. Like the responsiveness I can pitch it and say, oh, this is an easy thing. I, it is It is a very kind of simple thing, but it's not On paper. Easy. We it can write it easy. out on paper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm trying to be responsive and my brain is telling me to do things that aren't helpful, right? It's telling me, oh, well, don't go into that space or just give her a logical answer or explain your side of it. And those things don't really help her, yeah. right? If she's saying, hey, I've, I've kind of bared my soul at some level. And I know we're talking about a house. It's not the most desperate moment in our lives. But it's like she's sharing something with me. And what I did wasn't very useful. So then I had to sit in this kind of uncomfortable place to be responsive. I had to go ahead and say, okay, I'm going to put aside what I feel in this moment. And I'm going to respond to what yeah. she has. So responsiveness is a hard thing to it do. It is. I was working with a couple actually about a month ago, and he was talking about how much he's been trained to fix. Yep. As a matter of fact, he's in a job where he fixes things. And so even in his relationship, his go-to is, oh, you're sharing a problem with me. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. And we discussed how hard that is for her that even though in his mind that is great responsiveness, it actually isn't meeting the need of her heart, the emotional need she has in that moment. And so he is, and they're doing a great job, but he's literally trying to rewire his brain to respond to emotion when everything his body has taught him to do is fix the problem, fix the problem, fix the problem. And so this A-R-E is a tricky thing because you could internally say, I'm there, I listen to you, I'm doing things to fix the problem, to try to help. Why, how am I missing this? <laughs> I am I am A-R-E person. Yeah. And yet sometimes our tendency, the way we respond misses. And so that's why this can be a little bit harder than it seems like it should be when you write it down yeah. or when it's on paper. What Chad is trying yeah. to say is concept is understandable. Can you be emotionally available for your partner when they share something? But in the moment when that emotion yeah. comes up, and this goes back to a few episodes ago when we say, can you think about in your family of origin when somebody was angry, how your family responded and how you learned to respond? Now, cut to this current relationship you're in. When your partner is angry, can you be accessible, responsive, and engaged in your partner's anger? The reason they're upset, what feels unfair to them, the injustice that they're feeling? Or do you default to what you've always done in response to anger? That's what we're trying to get in here and have an awareness so that we can possibly have a different response to some of this stuff. Yeah, and, and it's just so hard mm. uh, to really do this and, you know, responsive and that engaged piece of that last, the E in this whole process. Really, that's, it is, it's about just hanging in there. Can I know that if I'm struggling, right, that my, my partner's there? And that's what ARE is all about, that, that if Angela's in a bad place, if I'm going to be ARE, accessible, responsive, and engaged, Right, I am going to stay there with her around the things that cause her pain. If Chad is in yeah. a bad place, I'm going to try to meet him in his pain. I have a tendency to want to make it about now how I feel. Maybe that's just in our relationship, but I think other relationships might be able to attest to that. Like when I bring this to my wife or my partner, 
all of a sudden it becomes about their ability to handle it. It's no longer about my pain. And that's a shift we could make a lot of times that derails this that we really want you to kind of be conscious of. Yeah. Just staying engaged in what yeah. it is that your partner's brought to the table. And so we want to cue yeah. up the connect point in this, which in all of these What We Wish We Knew series, we want to just make sure we're saying none of us had this book. 20 years ago, no. 10 years ago, when we started yeah. our relationship. Yeah. But we do now have this new awareness of what a relationship could be, of what an emotional response could look like. And so we're asking you just to engage the possibility. If this is new for you, then maybe that's the starting point. The connect point is to say, I'm hearing that I might need to respond differently to you emotionally. And that's new for me, but I want to maybe try it. Or if you're a little bit further along, if you've been going the distance with us in these Connecting Couples podcasts, then you're not new to having a conversation with your partner about something that's a, a little bit deeper emotionally. And if that's you, then maybe can you talk about what it would look like for you to be accessible, responsive, and engaged for your partner? And maybe it looks like this. You know what, Chad? I know sometimes you have heavy stuff going on and you might hesitate to bring that to me because I might get excitable or I might try to fix you, but I really do want to understand your experience. I really do want to try to be safe and accessible for you so that I can be engaged in that process. I might not get it right, but I'm just telling you it is something I would like us to try to work toward. Yeah. And that could be just like your first kind of, you know, Foray shot across into, the bow. Yeah, yeah. Being in this. And, and so we do, we want to say, Try this. Try these things at home. Do these connect points. It really does give you something practical to do and to practice at home. And that really is where the difference kind of comes in for a relationship. It's not just about theory or ideas or reading a book. It really is about what you literally do. How are you accessible? How do you respond? How engaged are you in your relationship? And how can you do that for your partner? How can you be there like that? It's so important um, to us that you really do share this with other people. We think that uh, this is information that should be out there, that we really do wish we had known this before we truth. got married. And so the best way to do that is to give us a like, give us a thumbs up, um, share it with a friend, share the podcast, give us some reviews, those types of things. If you could take some time to do that, we would really appreciate Absolutely. it. And we love and, and really are privileged to get to share this content with you and be engaged with your journey um, as you go through your relationship. So thanks for checking this out. Thanks and we so look much. forward to seeing you next time.